Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Look, summer's the time to make memories with your kids. And whether you're staying home or heading out, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to celebrate the season of discovery. Look, you're going to get a subscription box. There's something for kids of all ages. Each box is geared especially for the kid of that age range. And you can have an awesome summer with KiwiCo. So get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line at KiwiCo.com. Promo code Good guys. I'm Josh Peck. And I'm Ben Soffer. And, and we're, we're the, the good, good guys. guys. There's a lot of guys out there. And we're the good ones. We are joined today by comedian extraordinaire, mm-hmm. hottest woman in the world. Ain't that the truth? Skin glowing like Jesus himself. Thank you think you so Jesus much. had good skin? 100%. My Macedonian wife. son. Claudia Ashray. Claudia, thank hey. you so much for coming on The Good Guys. Have you been on Good yes, Guys before? Yes, yes. You have? Yes. It's funny. It must not have been that memorable because I don't remember it. Wow. <laughs> Interviews Hillary Duff forgets about his own wife. Yeah. I mean, Hillary just like blew up the podcast. You like, I guess. You know. Oh, I don't blow up the podcast? No, like you're you're like riding technically Hillary Duff's coattails. We all are, though. Right, we Josh? All we all are. We're just no. all, we always will be. I wouldn't say that I am. I would not say that I am. I'm a self-made woman. <laughs> well, the toast is on break. And what's Hillary? Oh. <laughs> What's Great Hillary? question. Hillary's a self-made woman too. Like we are two separate entities. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, the toast is on break. Mm-hmm. I know that you normally have an incredibly busy schedule, but yeah. we were able to snag you, you were. this week. Yes. And to the toasters that are listening, thank you for coming over to Good Guys. If you are not normally listening, what are you nuts? Who's the coattail rider now? Us. Always us. We ride Hillary's coattails. We ride your coattails. We ride anybody's yeah. coattails. We're we're proud coattail riders. Coattails to the top, my gal. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are currently riding Selena and Francia's coattails. Is that correct? I mean, we- How about that? We basically brokered the peace treaty of a lifetime. Like Josh and I literally work for the UN. No, you and- guys- yes. like. You literally might as well have brought together Israel and Palestine. That's how big of a deal the peace treaty was that you brokered. Yeah, basically. That's basically, a, that's basically yeah. what we did. Pretty much. And so, Josh, Francie came on our podcast, and all of a sudden they were spotted out just ha- grabbing a quick bite as friends. Do you think that was us? Mere days after the interview. 100% she saw it, and Selena, and I don't mean to project, being like the forward-thinking, wonderful queen that she is, she's like, let me squash this. Let me squash the whispers and the rumors and 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 this terrible game of telephone and show people really what's up. And they used our tagline. It's not ours. It's Francia's. But I feel like we made it famous. A hundred percent. She kind of, I would say, is riding your coattails, you know, what do you following mean in used your footsteps. Our, they used our tagline. What did I miss? It, the salsa. No beef. Just <gasps> salsa. They used that? Yeah. Selena, I, I believe I'm right, wrote it on an Instagram post and tagged Francia and their feet together. Okay, wait, let's talk about something. Let's say for argument's sake, we're playing a a hypothetical game. (laughs) Selena watched your episode of The Good Guys. What do you think she made of you two? I think that she thinks that we are good, honest men Mm -hmm. that are ripe to hear her side of the story as well. And she's itching to come on. Wow. You think you're going to nail an interview with Selena? I mean, like, why not? 
Why not? Why not? We but would, I hope that we she would enjoyed be it. honored. And we would be so, Selena, if you're listening now, we would be so good to you. Yeah. I mean, not we would just be so honored to have you. And listen, in the male podcast game, let, let's be honest, it's a wide spectrum. Mm-hmm. You got, you know, you got the the Joe Rogans. You got the, I don't know, who else has a podcast? Kurt Kreischer, Tom Segura, <laughs> Theo Vaughn. Are you okay? Those speechless boys. I'm trying to do something speechless, other than just comedian. It's called Smartless. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> speechless is kind of like a better name for a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll be on their coattails too, Ben. We'll, we'll do another one called Speechless. I love it. I'm in. <laughs> speechless. I, you know, because Claudia, you know, all things sort of like just basically, you know, everything. I remember being surprised the one and only time I met Selena Gomez of how tall she is. You know, I met her as well. Not to, you Mm. know, one up you. It was kind of recently. (laughs) She was incredible. She was absolutely beautiful. You know, it's so funny. I don't notice or really ever remark on people's height. And maybe it's because height is so not an issue for me. I've just always been short. It's like not a thing. I don't compete in height. I never notice other people's height. And I didn't notice hers. I noticed her, you know, radiance, her professionalism, her beauty, but not her height. Mm, Fair enough. How tall do you think she is? I would say a a a strong 5'8". Oh, wow. Oh, that is tall. That How is tall, tall are you, Josh? I am 5'11", and I round up to six feet. Yeah. I'm a Hollywood 6'1". Okay, so you're like 5'4"? I'm 5'11". <laughs> sure. I just want to say, because Ben's like six feet, and I just- No, I'm no, not. He's, I'm he's taller big. than that. He's Wait. like 6'2". What the hell? Okay, let's get one thing straight. Ben is not 6'2". By the way, I'm a, Holly, I'm a Hollywood 6'2". I'm 6'1". I round up. Not, I'm actually a Bollywood you're six not, two. You're not. You're not really six one. <laughs> no, no, I am. He is. He's I am. giving Vince Vaughn energy. I, I Amongst am. Jews, he's a giant. I just want to say the fact that you compared Ben to Vince Vaughn is so complimentary. Vince Vaughn is one of my Hollywood crushes. Which other celebrities do you think Ben looks like? John Mayer. Oh my God! Also, my celebrity crush. <laughs> he knows oh, you that. You don't think I know you? Oh, no. <laughs> do you think he looks like John Mayer? Yeah, I think, you know what? I think he's getting better and better looking. I, I don't know what it is. It's just every episode. It's I can't probably, get over it. It's probably the Ozempic. <gasps> so soon? <laughs> Let's talk about it. Because I feel like I owe Ben an apology. I mean, I don't know what it is about Josh. You're For someone who's not on Ozempic, you sure do talk about it. Literally with every <laughs> breath you breathe. I can't help it. And I had asked, Ben and I started Ozempic. I did a whole podcast episode about it for the Toast Patreon if you want to like listen to all the details. But I had asked, we both started last year and I had asked Ben not to talk about it publicly yet. I was like not super comfortable talking about it. I, I was still working through my feelings on the matter. And you just made it quite difficult because you literally bring it up every 35 seconds. And you know, Ben is such a good husband that he lied on the podcast for me. And I appreciate that because I was not in a place where I felt comfortable yet. So I did want to apologize to the good guys and gals listening, but also to Ben for putting you in that position. I do think Josh probably owes you an apology too. Cause like, you know, Ben is on it and you let him lie. Not to throw, not to throw you under the bus that's, with me. That's called some good friend shit. Yeah, that's I mean, some bro shit. I think like a good friend would have like not brought it up altogether, but I understand you for some reason, like you can't help yourself. Because it's, I, it's a miracle drug. It is. It's a miracle drug. And by the way, anybody that believed my lie, that's on you. Yeah. Because it's obvious. I, yeah. I just want to say It ben is it, obvious to both of you, it's obvious. But I will say some, that I think I'm just resentful. Some people could call Ben a liar, but I would call him a good husband. I just want to, I wanted to clear Ben's name. And what I just want to say quickly is I never wanted to lie. I always wanted to. I'm very, very proud of it. I think I, say, I didn't tell you to lie. I just told you not to bring it up. Okay, so what kind of you. fake apology is this? I just think it's important that people know the truth. Okay, I just want to say quickly that Ozempic is a miracle drug. Love it. Everybody out there that has something bad to say about it has never struggled with obesity because if you have, then you know that it's a sickness the same way that anything else is a sickness. Yeah. There there aren't people going out there saying like, oh, you have ADHD? Just try to figure it out. Don't take Vyvanse. Don't take Adderall. Just, just like figure it out. Have some willpower to like pay attention. Right. Like, no, when you're when you're obese for your entire life, there's a reason. And that's because there's something in your brain that's telling you, hey, Tubby, I know you're hungry. Eat more. It's Eat genetics. more. Eat till you're sick. Just, not, keep, just keep doing it. It's not something in your brain. It's genetics. Like you but, are predisposed. But you're predisposed to, to these thoughts. Yeah. Like if people don't realize that it's the, the, the thought is like, oh, you're full. Go eat an entire 
like box of, of donuts because you want to be more full. And what Ozempic has done, at least for me, is it's actually training my brain. Hey, fucker, you're full. Yeah. Like, just chill out. You're full. So everybody's saying like, oh, it's such a quick fix. Oh, people are losing weight so quickly. Like, actually, if you do it right, it's you're losing quick. a couple pounds a week consistently and your body is learning and your brain is learning that you don't need so many calories to live. So yeah. just saying, love it. It's not quick. I, I would say for us, it was like consistently about two pounds a week. I just can't believe I'm surrounded Correct. by liars and I'm really trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to reconcile that. No, are you uh, trying to are you trying to make it about you? I will Josh? say are you jealous? I'm totally jealous and I think I bring it up so much is because my weight journey is so terribly documented that I'll Different. never be able to outrun it for the rest of my life. And and in many ways yeah. I'm proud of it. And I think it's wild to me to see that this thing, to your point, Ben, is this incredible miracle type drug and it just wasn't available when I was losing weight. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Like when you were in the spotlight and you were so heavy and it became like a thing that you wanted to fix, had Ozempic been in the culture at the time, would you have taken it? I imagine so. I mean, I imagine a doctor. I mean, listen, at 13 years old, my pediatrician put me on cholesterol meds. So I'm sure it would have been in the conversation. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it would have probably been in the rotation. I mean, listen, it's early days for it. So I think that's the only reason why people aren't totally comfortable with it. But if we just see it continue to do what it's been doing for the next decade, I think we'll naturally see it sort of brought up in many situations. And the thing the thing I actually really like about it, and I think what a lot of people might not understand, is like it's actually not this new experimental drug. People with diabetes have been using it for insulin resistance for years and years and years. Like it's a proven drug with with benefits that now, you know, apply to us, but have helped people for many, many years. Like I feel really confident and kind of safe using it, knowing that it's not this new drug that just hit the market. And then, you know, in 10 years, there'll be a documentary on right. it. Like it's, it's proven for something else, but it's proven to be safe. I just think we also have to accept the fact that like, this is what evolution is. Like we're getting better at this, right. this thing. And it's something that plagues us since, I don't know, since agriculture, like since we figured out a way to yeah. get food easily, it's been something. And what's been so revealing to me, and I don't think I'm speaking out of school here, you know, I grew up like you guys and I don't mean to project, but like around Jews, New York Jews, we love mm -hmm. to eat. It's so centered around food. Something good's happening. You should eat something bad's happening. Well, let's eat. Yeah. And then to be around my wife's beautiful, Gaisha, Irish Catholic family, tall, <laughs> naturally thin like literally you'd think they were the goal and yet the psychological part is so there which is the obsession about yeah. what to eat and how to eat in a way where they're not going to put on weight that's why it was important for me to marry in the faith mm. because <laughs> i don't think i could like become family with people who don't eat the same way that i yes. do but i look at my little son my, my little max and when i see his like long beautiful oh. legs and i'm like there is not a jewish kneecap in there and i couldn't be happier <laughs> It's for the best. Jewish kneecaps can be quite frightening. Nobody look at mine. Like they're wrinkly. They have a, their you own have zip code. Knees. They're frightening. You have beautiful knees. Thank you. Room is the better way to buy and sell used cars. Looking for your next ride? Go to vroom.com now to shop thousands of cars right from your phone. Look, uh, the buying car industry, uh, buying a new car, it, it was ripe to be disrupted and Vroom, they're the perfect people to do it. Look, with Vroom, you never have to haggle or negotiate the price of the car. How nice is that? So you know you're getting a good deal. And the best part is that when you buy a car in Vroom, they deliver it straight to you. I mean, what, what a... What a night. I mean, you know, everyone likes a package, but could you imagine a car coming to your doorstep? Feels incredible. No more, you know, driving around and having to figure out like, where are you going to go and where are you going to get the best deal? It's all right there in front of you with your computer and you'll have a full week or 250 miles, whichever comes first to make sure your new ride is right for you. And you can also sell your car on Vroom, right? No more driving around and getting appraisals you aren't sure are fair value. No more posting online or dealing with buyers and their endless questions and haggling over price. Not with Vroom. When you sell your car to Vroom, you get an instant offer in as little as two minutes. And if you decide to sell your car to Vroom, they'll come pick it up free of charge. Vroom. It's the better way to buy and sell used cars. So head over to Vroom.com now to see what your current ride is worth and check out thousands of cars to find your next one. That's Vroom.com. Vroom. .com. Vroom. 
Bread.com. Guys, I love bread. Do you love bread? Of course you love bread. What, what is better than bread? I'll tell you what's better than bread. Hero bread. Why? Because it tastes like bread. But here's the best part. It's the thing that we've been looking for from bread our entire lives. And I'm going to speak for all of us. Something that is high fiber, ultra low net carbs, and or zero grams of sugar per slice. That's hero bread. But here's the best part. It tastes like bread. Like it's soft and fluffy. It just has like, it's bread. It has the mouthfeel. It's not one of those things where you have to compromise and you feel like, well, I like the fact that it's zero grams of sugar or I like the fact that it's high fiber and hey, I guess I'll just like deal with it not exactly being quite right. That's not the case with Hero Bread. I promise you, whether it's their tortillas, which I love using to make like a quick little wrap with veggies and a little like veganaise mustard aioli and... um some kind of protein if I want to throw turkey in there or whatever I'm in the mood for, like Hero Bread has it covered. They've got buns if you're doing some grilling with what's left of our beautiful summer. And obviously the breads are great. My son loves them when I'm making him a peanut butter and jelly, or maybe I'll do even like a little guilt-free French toast offering in the morning. So I just think that if you're not using Hero Bread, what are you nuts? Come on. Look, you can get a discount code for your first purchase by using good guys for 10% off at hero.co. And it's got fewer calories than the leading national brand and five grams of protein per slice. Visit hero.co and use code good guys at checkout for 10% off your first purchase. That's H E R O dot C O. Use code good guys for 10% off your first order. Last thing that I'll say on the Ozempic topic, Mm -hmm. just because I think it's also important. In this country, every single thing we eat is loaded with sugar, even if it wasn't intended to be loaded with sugar. Josh, we talk about this all the time. Like the fact that what bread once was today, bread is just sugar. Like mm-hmm. there's no longer, I know you're looking at me like, are you a doctor? <laughs> like, no, there's I, a lot of fucking I sugar. In, yeah, but I could read straight I through you. Nothing. I could read straight through you. I there's a nothing. lot of sugar literally in everything. And it's it's a good thing to strip some of that out. And that's exactly what Ozempic does. You tell them, Pops. Remove sugar from my blood. You tell Let them. me feel fantastic. So if you have any questions, keep them to yourself. <laughs> um, but yes, that's that's been our segment on so Ozempic. that's your apology for lying to the community? No, look, the, the there wasn't an apology needed. Okay. There wasn't because I was always pro-Ozempic. So if you couldn't read through the fact that I'm saying that I think it's an amazing drug, that everybody should do it, I'm just casually losing a ton of weight, <laughs> but I'm not on it. That's on you. That's on you. It's just, so funny. it can't be true. No, for sure. I, I take ownership. Thank you for respecting my boundaries. Yes. I really appreciate it. I know it was hard for you with your motor mouth <laughs> co-host. Um, I thank you for being a good husband and for lying for me. Can we hop back to the height questions yeah. from before where we're talking about Selena Gomez's height? You're saying that you're short. Claudia and I last week were walking on the street. I don't know if you remember this. Mm. And a woman walks up to Claudia, a fan. She's probably like five, seven, five, eight. She's like, oh my God, Claudia, I'm me and you both short queens. Like we've been short together for so long. Like I'm such a fan of yours because we're both short. And I'm just looking at her. I'm like, you're huge. <laughs> I literally like, <laughs> don't even remember this. Where were we? I don't know. We were just walking on the street and this giant came up to you and she's like, we're the same height. I'm like, are you blind? Listen, Ben, I can't help like the effect I have on people. I make tall people feel short because like that's uh, my power. It's, yes. That's on, that's on me. I accept that. Yes. Should we talk about Raquel? Ugh, okay. And like, I need you to like give some uh, some background because we know that you watched the interview with Bethany. I listened to it. I hate when people promote their podcasts yes. with video and then don't have the full video up. Do you guys do that? No, never, never, <laughs> never, 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 never. 7 a.m. Monday yeah, mornings unless like, I forget. Sorry, go for it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just annoying. Like there was this video announcing that Raquel was coming on Bethany Frankel's podcast. So I, of course, went to YouTube. I searched for Bethany Frankel's podcast and the video's not up yet. I'm mm. sure she does it a few days later. I understand production. Trust me, I run a podcast network. I know how hard it can be. But like, my God, so annoying. So then I was forced to listen to it and it wasn't that compelling. I literally, I think I was like 10 minutes in and I'm like, wow, I have actually forgotten to listen for the last last 10 minutes. It felt very scripted. I also hate 
This is exactly what Tom Sandoval, the man she had an affair with, he went on Howie Mandel's podcast for like his big rebuttal. And it's so easy to like speak your truth and start, you know, lying when the person you're talking to has literally no idea the facts of the situation. So Harry wasn't, Harry, Howie, wasn't <laughs> challenging him on dates and facts and things he was misconstruing because what the fuck does Howie Mandel know? Bethany Frankel sits her down. She's like, I don't watch your show. I don't know who you are. I heard about Scandaball, but like, tell me what happened. So to have like somebody completely removed from the situation is a great, you know, PR method for somebody to go unchallenged on a podcast. But for people who actually really care about the situation, it's frustrating. So much time has passed since Scandaball. I think a lot of people were like, you know, their panties were in a twist when they saw this announcement. For me, I was like, honestly, I'm over it. It's been so long. I actually am here to hear Raquel's side. We've heard everybody, every cast member has been on every Dear Media podcast like 45 times. We've heard their side. If there's one person I want to hear from, it's Raquel. For me, I think the, the interview, and I did not finish it, I think it fell short. I'm sure it did. I don't know what goes through these people's minds. Like for Bethany to so and shout out Bethany, God bless. But like for her to be so pr for her to so proudly state that she doesn't watch the show, she should say I'm right. completely unprepared. And isn't that charming? Yep. Like, what are we talking right. about? I've nailed the interview of a lifetime and I know nothing. Tell me what's going on. Like, come on. Yeah, it doesn't seem like I don't know it, people like that. I love Howard Stern and, you know, yep. it, they are the level of research that they're doing so that they can bring up these moments or what's the what's the music guy who wears a beret narwhar do you know who i'm talking about he's no. like this great sort of nerdy white guy in his early 50s he wears a beret but he literally will go up to like everyone from taylor swift to asap rocky like or and mm -hmm. he will literally say you wrote a demo when you were 16 and the name of it was this and this was your and they'll be like how do you like people are so disarmed yeah. because of how well he's researched them. And it's flattering when you sit down for an interview. I'm sure you feel this way. Like when you wrote a book and you did press, you could like so tell when somebody didn't read the book or even skim yes. it. And it's as a person sitting down for an interview, like it's flattering when people actually know things about you. And that's like when I do podcasts and like, so tell us how you started Girl With No Job. <laughs> like, oh my God, kill me. I've told that story a thousand times. Like to me, that's not interesting. So I agree. Like, for, for Bethany to have nailed, and Bethany, and she she would admit this herself, she had Raquel on to serve a purpose. Bethany has launched like a full investigation, a lawsuit against Bravo with like 50 other former reality stars who are basically disgruntled and say that the network, you know, exploits them for money, doesn't protect their mental health, all these things. And so this interview with Raquel was in, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it was in an effort to support that movement Bethany currently has that sure. lawsuit. So it just didn't feel like like a genuine interview or conversation. Do you remember when I went on Jordan Belfer's podcast? Of course. Jordan Belfer, Wolf of Wall Street. Josh, I don't you think I've told the you the story. Did you cheap doors? Oh, tell I did. Him, tell him, tell Okay, yeah. Florida. Jordan Belfer, Wolf of Wall Street, shoots me a DM. Hey, Ben, huge fan. Want you to come on the podcast. Fly down to Miami. Come on. I would never fly down to Miami, but it's Jordan Belfer. Love Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Fantastic. Show up. House literally, you you literally put a finger on it, it's gonna fall down. Oh, like no. I'm like I'm telling you, like the house is made of paper. The oh, whole no. house is made of paper. Oh, no. And like in the back of the house, there's like room for a 40-foot yacht, but he says that he doesn't want a 40-foot yacht, he only wants an 80, so he has no boat. Yeah. There's so much whatever. We'll unpack that at another time. Yeah. But the reason I bring it up is because I got on the podcast and he's like, So what's your name? Ooh. I'm like, what? He's yeah. like, Tell me, tell me, like, why are you here? I'm like, you literally DM me. Obviously, it wasn't him. It was somebody on his team to come here and you can promote Spirit Society. And he's like, what's Spirit Society? Who are you? What are you doing here? And the feeling of deflation having just flown to Miami to sit in this man's house that I thought was going to be blown away right. by a hurricane. Right. <laughs> Terrible. So actually- that reminds me, Josh, I have a question for you. I saw something on TikTok that I want you to respond to. Do you know what I'm no. talking about? Brittany Broski? Yes, Brittany Broski, sure. I want to say I was on your side and that's just not just because uh, I'm married to your co-host and I love you dearly. <laughs> she did an interview and she went on a podcast and said that you two like were seated in first class together on a flight and you both didn't like say hi to each other. I don't know if you guys know each other, but then a few weeks later you sent her a message asking her to come on the podcast and she was like very offended by it because you didn't say hi to her on the flight, yes. but she also didn't say hi to you. Right. Uh, so I was taken aback by that as well. And I think our producer Marshall needs to come in front of the camera and take a little <laughs> ownership for 
for getting me into all this oh. hot ass water. Oh man, what did Marshall I do? Said that she would make an amazing guest because she's hilarious. That's all. She's a. I just want to say I love me her. too. I I am truly a fan. Maybe I should have phrased it. I'm a new fan. But here's what I thought after mm. I watched this video. I haven't flown because I'm like now I'm like doing all of like yes I'm doing the forensics on my life and yep. I haven't flown since mid May <laughs> right because and it must have been a flight because I was working in Nashville North Carolina so I imagine it was a flight like that and I haven't flown since mid May. And so I know that sometime in June, Marshall and I talked about a guest for the show who would be a great guest. And Brittany's name came up. He showed me some of her videos. I watched some of my own. I was like, oh, this is hilarious. We would be so lucky to have her. Yep. And then I looked back again, forensics looked back at my Instagram DMs and I had written her in mid-July. So my thought mm. was, could so, I have not? So you're saying flight was May. Yes. Your discovery of Britney was June, message was yes. July. Okay, I mean, that timeline makes sense. So you don't you don't know what flight she's talking about. Like you didn't see her and ignore All her. I know is that I, it, I believe she was mentioning some like early morning flight, which I for sure am like, let's all just go to bed and I'll, I'll see you of when course, we land. Of so I, I believe yeah. it. And, and I actually, you know, made sure to write her and say like, listen, I, if I came off rude in any way, I, I really hope I didn't. And I am a big fan and I hope I get a redo in the future. And she was very cool back. So love you, Brittany. Oh, okay. All's well that ends well with Brittany Broski. Thank you. You guys need to get her on the podcast. She's a star. She really is. It would be an honor. A Please. doll. Okay. Well, you know what? I feel good. That feels right. <laughs> Next time I will write new fan. And Marshall, I hate you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. So wait, why is it Marshall's fault? Because he showed you the Marshall brought up what a great guest she would be in early June and exposed me to her mm. wonderful treasure trove of content. And that's how I got turned on to her. Gotta throw Marshall under the bus. Yeah. Any any chance we get, Marsh. <laughs> 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 wow, it feels so good to just air out the drum. You guys talking about Osambic, me talking about Brittany Broski. What a pod. No, this is kind of like our coming clean era. Very Hillary Duff of us. I don't know if there's anything else to come clean on. You you have something you <gasps> cheated on me? Wow. No. Jesus Christ. You said you wanted to come clean. Today's episode of the Good Guys Podcast is brought to you by Dreamland Baby. Go to dreamlandbaby.com and enter my code goodguys at checkout to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. Guys, I love sharing tips and tricks and hacks and different things that I've learned as a quasi-new parent, the parent to a 10-month-old and, and the parent to a four-and-a-half-year-old. And I feel like we're in a community together. And I've so benefited from people sharing the things that have worked for them, which is why I'm so excited to work with Dreamland Baby because their sleep sack has really been a game changer for us. Now, you know, my kids have always been sleep sack kids and I didn't get a chance to use the Dreamland sleep sack with my son Max, but now my son Shy, who's 10 months, he's so benefited from this thing because it allows for a deeper sleep for your baby and, and a better one. It's Look, it's easy to use. There's a two-way zipper for fuss-free diaper changes or whatever you need. There's quality materials. And and overall, it just allows for this kind of deeper sleep because there's a weight to it that makes them feel comforted and safe. But it's still the standard sleep sack structure, so you don't have to worry about anything. But it just uh, it allows them to feel just like tucked in and delish and uh and I think it's been really, you know, it's really aided my son, uh, Shy, in, in sleeping better and feeling better. So you'll notice that it has a cover calm technology with evenly distributed weight from shoulders to toes that's exclusive to Dreamland baby products. And it's just really quality materials that will hold up wash after wash, which as we know, when you have a kid, you're going to be washing. There's going to be the things. I don't need to go into the things, but we know these things get dirty. And to know that you'll be able to throw it into the washing machine time and time again, and it'll come out perfectly. I'm telling you, it's everything. So again, go to dreamlandbabycode.com and enter my code goodguys to check out to receive 20% off site-wide plus free shipping. This offer is for new and existing customers. I have been a fan of Pillsbury my entire life. I just 
I associate it with things that are delicious. But here's the best part. Now you can incorporate Pillsbury into your weeknight recipes. And it's as easy as fill, roll, bake. What am I talking about, guys? Them crescent rolls. I know a picture just popped into your head of crescent rolls, the Pillsbury ones, because, listen, they're iconic. And you know how delicious and mm, just how good they are. But here's the great news. You can incorporate it easily into a weeknight recipe and make like a pepperoni pizza crescent roll or a or a chicken bacon ranch crescent roll or a ham and cheese crescent roll. Actually, on Pillsbury.com, they have the recipes and it's just going to make your weeknights easier. I know my son absolutely loves them and it takes just like that deep thought process out of it. I know that I'm able to incorporate something delicious like a crescent roll, add some good proteins and whatever I want to eat, throw veggies in there, whatever it is you're vibing, you're going to be able to do. Crescents are the vehicle. Now, who are you throwing in that vehicle and you're about to go on a flavor ride to Flavortown? Because with Pillsbury Crescents, it's just as easy as fill, roll, bake. And you're going to have your dinner prep done in 30 minutes or less. By the way, in case you're wondering, you can find Pillsbury in the dairy aisle. And, you know, I hate to come full circle here, but this is an episode with the queen, Claudia Oshry, who is a bit of a picky queen. And, well, it's picky eater pleasing. Find more weeknight dinner recipes at Pillsbury.com. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. We do have some speak pipes for you, Claudia, and... Uh, and I did have okay. to sift through some of them. And I just remember one okay. person being like, have there ever been any cheating scandals? And I'm like, yeah, anonymous. <laughs> that This is where we're going to air it out. <laughs> like, I can say, you know, we never lie here on the good guys about Ozempic or otherwise, but we have not. No. We have not. Yeah, cheating is very, I, I would imagine, incredibly hard to come back from. I know. I just like, I, I don't even want to get into it, but like we, we love each other too much. We do. Loveless marriages. Sad. sad. Very sad. So you guys do voicemails. People call in. They ask questions like advice and stuff. Yes. And they, right. they leave them. They're usually quite Jewy. Okay. Love, and love, we love. love. And we love that. All right. Hit They're me with one. They're deeply Jewy. And here we go. I am I am finding them now. And, and Claudia, I mean, not that we didn't know your value already, but speak pipes. Maybe we get two, three a week. Oh, how many did you get? I mean, thousands. <gasps> many about Ozempic. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but, oh, my God. Everybody is like so obsessed with my body. Hi, Claudia. It's Devora. Can I give you my kugel <laughs> recipe? I actually don't like kugels. So You're not no. a kugel queen? Yeah. Quickly, maybe no. you can help me with this, Claudia. And I don't mean to call out your, let's just say, restrictive dietary needs. But yes, I, yes. Very picky. I am working. My wife <laughs> and I are working on our 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 four and a half year old son, Max's palate and trying to get him to try things. Mm. And we're sort of at an impasse because he's really put his foot down. Mm. Now he's not just like a chicken tender him. pizza king. He'll eat chicken. And, he loves chicken and rice, a grilled chicken and rice with a little teriyaki. Same. Same. He Veggies wow. go, as far as veggies go, he likes a raw carrot. He'll eat a, mm. like a sauteed Asian string bean. Wow, very sophisticated. Yeah, like there's certainly some things there, but that's about it. And then everything's very kid food. 
you guys not having kids, I'm dying to know your opinion. What what do we do? Should we we basically just said we're not gonna do dessert if you don't at least try a new veg? Yeah, I honestly like I would push it, even though I stand with Max, like I would push him because to be honest, being a picky eater and I'm the, probably one of the pickiest ever, it's debilitating, especially if you're trying to lose weight. Like it's so limiting. And I was pushed as a kid a lot. Like it was a really big issue in my house. I was just so stubborn and I never opened up. I never tried new things. And now I'm in this position where like, if I could choose to be a picky eater or not, like I would love to not be. Like when Ben sits down at a, a restaurant, even though, you know, he doesn't, uh, he keeps kosher. So he won't eat meat. He won't eat shellfish. He still has so many options because he likes so many things. I look at a menu. There's probably two or three things I would put in my mouth and it's so limiting and it sucks. I would keep pushing it. It's it's a battle worth fighting. It's a hill worth dying so on. So Taylor Swift invites you over to her house and she's like, she's eating it. <laughs> like, no, here's the thing. I've thought about this more than I care to admit. Taylor Swift's inviting me over to her house. Before I even eat anything, I'm in a pickle. Taylor Swift has cats, multiple. I believe she has three now. One thing about me, I don't fuck with cats. I think they're disgusting and gross and scary. And I don't know what I do because I do think one day I will be invited to Taylor Swift's house. Yes, I am delusional like that. And I honestly, like, I think a lot about what I would do in that situation. I would be petrified. So she's serving like beautiful Mediterranean style grilled octopus. Well, then that's easy. Oh, Taylor, I'm a woman of faith. I can't eat octopus. I keep kosher. Okay, what about, I'm trying to think of something else. Oh, ooh, she a beautiful sort of like salad doused in ranch. <laughs> okay. I mean, I have a lifetime of experience in like dodging people's food without being mm. rude. So, you know, it's the moving around items on the plate. Oh, Ben, you want to try some? Putting a little bit on his plate. Ben's kind of like my receptacle of sorts. Like he'll eat anything. So I just give him like, I could act, I could act 100%. Wow. I just wanted to happen just to see you in action with that Claudia. So much. So I want it to happen too, but for different reasons, but have Max, have Max try as much stuff as he can. Yeah. Bruce and Ava Soffer again, caterers. Yep. So that helped sent me to pre-K with chicken satay. Wow. That's so you. I was I was loaded up. I'd get a veggie spring roll at four and on the playground. And we wonder why you're on Ozempic. Okay. Rude. <laughs> but yes, true. I was destined for obesity. <laughs> yeah. And it's been a great ride. It's it been really a great has. ride. And the fun part about Ozempic is that you always go off it. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure I'll gain it all back. <laughs> so well, <laughs> just like every it's other so funny diet. how we are pre-wired, you know, for let's just call it obesity, because I see it with my gorgeous mother, Barbara. I know you're listening and I see it. I love her. She's the best. I have such a respect and appreciation for her after reading your book. And every time you post her, she's not what I like. She's not what I pictured to look like. I don't know what I was picturing in my head while I was reading your book, but I'm always like, whenever I read any sort of book, like fiction or otherwise, you have like an image of what the person looks like in your brain. I don't know what, I, she didn't look like what I expected her to look like. She looked even better. That is so kind. I agree. And she'll be so pleased and honored to hear that. And yet she still has food issues, you. Barb. Let's be real. And, of and course. I saw with like, I'll see you with my son and we'll come over on, a, on the weekend and we'll have a beautiful like from the snack bar at her retirement home and we'll have like a lovely Ooh. spread and then she has drumstick ice cream in the freezer waiting for Max. The best. So she'll say go get a drumstick it's your dessert and then like 10 minutes later she'll be she'll look at Max and go you want an apple? <laughs> go, Ma, he just had chicken tenders fries and a drumstick like he's good. She goes apple is healthy. And I'll go, She's but, not wrong. But Ma, it's enough food. It's enough use of the jaw. We've the food right. conversation. He's gonna get TMJ. <laughs> yes. Okay, speak pipe. Here is our first one. And I think this is gonna be lovely. And this is from Maxine. This is so exciting. Hey good guys. Long time listener, first time caller. Oh, love you, boys. Maxine is not the one we want. Uh, oh, you'll yeah. get to know this, Claudia. I'm terrible at this. Maxine, we love you, Maxine. I hope it, whatever you're dealing with, you can figure out on your own. Maxine, we're we're coming back to you uh, for another pod, but this one's Claudia based. Not today, okay. Maxine. Not today. Hey, Claudia, such a big fan. I'm obsessed with you and Ben. I also love Josh, too. Yeah, thanks. So my yeah. problem is I cannot fucking stand my mother-in-law. Literally, the way she eats, the way she Ooh. breathes, the way she does everything mm. drives me fucking insane. Mm. And I don't have time to explain. 
why, but basically she coddles the shit out of her son who's 30 and thinks yeah. that he still, you know, needs to be breastfed and li- lived at home. <laughs> How can I, like, I, I, I love her as a person, but how can I act not so fucking annoyed every time I'm around her? <laughs> Thank you. Love wow. y'all. Very honest. Uh, you know what? This is tough. This has like, I, I don't think it's specific to mother-in-laws, but there are just people in your life for whatever reason, whether it's deserved or not, who like the mere like presence of them, like makes you want to spiral. And if you're not good at like controlling your temper, you know, like I'm not the best at that all the time. It can be a, an issue. My firm belief when it comes to in-laws, and I think we handle this really well, is like if there's ever an issue it's on, okay, let's say hypothetically, and I, we really are so lucky. Like, I thank God we yep. don't have a lot of like in law issues, but let's say I had a really big issue with your mom. I think the best method of communication, like, it's on you to communicate between us, Agreed. talk to her. Yeah. And so I think a lot of the times when it, when there's like a failure in, in a relationship with in laws, it's because the person who's supposed to be in the middle is failing that communication. Like, they're not actively protecting their wife or communicating to the in-law, their mother about whatever it is that's going on. Like, I always think the first step should be your, it's your husband's problem. It's really not your problem. Hot take. I don't think it's a hot take. I think it's a great take. I couldn't agree more. I thought it was weird that she said her son instead of my husband. I thought that. Yeah. it's kind I, of. Are they married? Because yeah. she said that he lives at home. Didn't she say that? No, she said it's her. That she's that the mother-in-law's breastfeeding him at yeah. home. Then it's a like a figure of speech for being caught. No, I know that he's not actively being <laughs> breastfed, but I definitely thought that I heard that he lived at home. No, that was like embarrassing for you. That you but for fun, let's look up the oldest person to be bre- breastfed because I think that's a fact we need <laughs> we need now to know. You know. Every now and then I land on like certain, like I get so much like mom content on my Instagram. I don't know why. It's because I'm always sending Jackie like mom stuff. And every now and then I'll see like a grown ass kid breastfeeding. The comments on the post are always turned off. And you know, it's a very sensitive issue. I'm not gonna put myself in the middle of it. Cause like actually one of the first times I ever got backlash on the internet was a tweet that I tweeted in like literally 2010 about like this woman at the doctor's office next to me who was breastfeeding. And I was like, ew, put your titty away. <laughs> and like the National Association for Breastfeeding Aye. came after me. Like <laughs> it was the first time I ever really got backlash. And it, honestly, I, le- I learned a valuable lesson. Like. Breastfeeding is natural. It is beautiful. Like you can't comment on it. People should be able to do it in public without feeling shame. I don't know if the kid can like walk, talk and, you know, bite. I don't know if his tits should be in your mouth. I'm pretty sure that my dad was breastfed to a very late age. No. Yeah, I'm not. I don't know the exact age. That's I don't want to. So I don't gross. I don't want there to be slander, but I feel like it was to a late age. And because we're coming clean on this podcast, I do still breastfeed from my wife. Yes, that's very yes, true. I do. Well, you'll be happy to know that a child named Charlotte Spink is considered the oldest known kid to have been breastfed. Sharon Spink, a mother of four, argued that nursing daughter Charlotte up until earlier than 10 years old was quite normal. And Whoa. She, that's like that. That character from Game of Thrones, Robin Aaron, he was like that eight-year-old tyrant who still sucked on his mother's tit. That they ended up throwing off yeah. the, yeah, <laughs> that was the, unfortunate. The yeah. They killed him. Did you watch Game of Thrones, Josh? You didn't, right? We talked about this. I've never seen an episode and I'm yeah. trying to die having never seen it. Wait, that's like so crazy. Why? I, I don't like fantasy. I like, I like real things. No, you're like so wrong for that, Josh. He should watch it. He's wrong. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. I, have you seen The Wire? No. Right, because it's not your kind of show, but it's widely okay, but considered if, one of the best. If somebody I deeply admired and respected, like yourself, told me to watch it, I would consider I, it. At I, least. I've seen bits and pieces, like I can't get away from it, be it clips on the internet or whatever. And it's never, I'm sure it's good. I have no doubt that it's it's incredible. Well done, but I don't, I will say, I, I was listening to the toast from last week or, or from two weeks ago, the We Hate Nazis app. Mm-hmm. And you, yep. were, you and, and Jackie were commenting about how, you like a particular kind of book and you know, that, that basically like that is your template and almost always a female driven protagonist and, you know, some sort of a relationship aspect in it usually and what have you romance. I'm noticing a theme of fiction of being taken away in the stories of others. Would you say so? Yes. I most mostly read but a correlation. Fiction. I always get confused. Fiction, nonfiction. <laughs> but a correlation with like Game of Thrones and like, I feel like you have to love that kind of like, just pretend. 
No, because, you know, I love reality TV. I read so many celebrity memoirs. That's like one of my favorite book genres. I just think like things, this is what we always say on the toast. Things are popular for a reason. And I always find myself like, not engaging in something that's really popular just because like, I don't even know why, because I'm different. I'm not like other girls. Like if everybody likes something, I just find myself automatically hating it. And then years later, I'll like get on board and I'll be talking about Downton Abbey. And they're like, yeah, we know. We watched it five (laughs) years ago. Right. It's like me with movies, Josh. It's like me with movies. I know. It's, I I just, I think it's also a resistance to the wave. And I don't know whether it's, it might be like our silent protest for, I, I don't know if you felt cool as a kid, but I was like, if this is, if I'm going to be the outlier, then like I'm going to dig my heels in and be utterly comfortable on my island. Yeah. And I kind of like love feeling better than other people, like about the yes. dumbest shit. Like everyone's like, did you see the episode of The Wire last night? Like, no, I'm literally too good for that. You know, I just love feeling superior. I get it. So now you've moved to the other side where you're comfortable with Josh not watching Game of Thrones. No, because at the end of the day, good is good and Game of Thrones is good and Josh not watching it makes no sense. What about Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings? The Hobbit? I've seen Lord of the Rings and I've seen most of the Harry Potters and I remember liking them. Yeah, Yeah, he was a cute kid. You'd like Game of Thrones. Yeah, you would. I'm open. Let's hear another speak pipe. This is from a young lady named Jacqueline. Well, and also I think I have to be sensitive to the strike, but you know, I think people understand. Oh, oh, oh. But all good. We're not promoting any of these trash shows. Yeah, we're not promoting any of them. We're not trying to put uh, put money in the suit's pockets. And uh, we stand SAG and WGA strong. Okay. And so does Jacqueline. I'm going to speak for her. Here we go. (laughs) Hi, Claudia, Ben, and Josh. I was wondering, as a neat girl myself, Claudia, how you dealt with moving in with a boy who is, from the sounds of it, messy. I'm super neat and super tidy, and I just moved in with my boyfriend who is messy and Mm -hmm. throws his shit around. So if you just give me advice on how you deal with that and don't explode, that would be great. Thank you. (laughs) Before you even answer, this is important. This is important, sure. I'm a relatively messy person, no question. That said, why can't I leave my shoes by the door when I'm just going to go put them back on to leave the house in 20 minutes? Why can't I leave my shirt that I plan on wearing again later out? Why must everything always be put away? If a sock is left on a couch, the couch will not have a hole burned in it. I just feel like you sound dumb and gross. Now to answer Jacqueline's question, this is a universal universal issue for the heterosexual girlies out here. You know, we make nice homes. We, our homes are our safe spaces. You know, our apartments, whether they be with our roommates or when we get our own, they become, you know, they become citadels of peace and restoration. And then we're forced to move in with a man and everything gets destroyed. Dishes aren't done. Socks are everywhere. There's a hamper, but nobody cares to fucking use it. Dishes stay in the sink. I don't know if I said that already. And it's frustrating. And it feels like a personal attack on something that's very near and dear to us, our homes. Josh, what would you consider dishes? If you walked past a sink and somebody said to you, Josh, can you do the dishes? Why haven't you done the dishes yet? What would you consider dishes? A lot of dishes in which you'd have to address it quickly would be more than two. Got it. Thank so you, you wouldn't. Thank so you, you so Got it. So much. you wouldn't consider, I can't, by the way, that's not what you do. You wouldn't consider a singular knife with peanut butter on it dishes? No, I would be okay with that. Of course said not. Knife. Okay, I'm so glad you brought that up. If there was one knife, which there's never one, because if you're making something, you got to use four dishes. That's so Ben's No, but a dish <laughs> is a speaking. dish. It's I'm not cutlery. This is different. A, a knife, a spoon, and a fork sitting in a sink is no problem. Mom, please stop fighting. When there is a dish in the sink, a singular dish, I always say, Ben, can you do your dish? It's true. Okay. If there's multiple, see, I grew up in America speaking English. I don't know where you're from, (laughs) but if there's one dish, I say dish. And if there's multiple dishes, I say dishes. Now, the fact that you think two or three dishes isn't considered dishes, that's a linguistics issue that you have to work out. Because like I said, I speak the native tongue here in America, English, bitch, okay? Uh, Damn, she came for your linguistics. Just (laughs) stop it. 
and start acting like a human being. It's one thing to be a fucking slob, okay? But it's another to then attack okay. me cool. for asking you to do the bare fucking minimum. Grow up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, grow up. Oh like, my God. Like you are obsessed with me. Like get a life. It's the Ozempic. It's Ozempic rage. It's Ozempic rage. You're fucking obsessed with me. You're a loser. Like my God, get over yourself. I'm amazing and clean and you're a disgusting slob. You're clean? I'm very clean. Yeah. Yeah. What about our gorgeous white towels that are no longer white? Wow. Why? From your spray tan. From way, Bowling spray Branch. Spray tan is a water-based cosmetic. It comes out in the wash. If there's any duty on our towels, it's, not duty. it's, it's from sorry. your ass. It's from your fucking stinky <laughs> ass and your skin marks. <laughs> so just stop it. Because my makeup, yes, gets on the towels. It's water-based. Makeup is literally does not stain. I don't want to hear this shit. You keep fucking slandering me, bitch. I'll tell everyone the truth about your ass, okay? The wow. cleanest ass in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Who has a sure. cleaner ass? Literally everyone. Wow. No, Josh, I don't know if you know this. I have a wonderful cupping regimen as when I wash in the bathroom. I have the cleanest ass in the world. You? Uh, what does a cupping regimen mean? You, you let the water come into your hand and you, you cup and scoop, cup and scoop, cup and scoop till it's all gone. Wait, what is that? What? <laughs> Wait, when you're showering? Yes. Okay, you need to, we need some more specificity. Oh, sorry, not in my living room. I just want to say the sheer fact that Ben needs a method, a cup and scoop method to wash his ass is further proof about how nasty you are. How many, how many uh, times a week do you shower? Every day. I don't wash my hair every day, but I shower every day. Anyway, one more speak pipe for the road before you guys sure. literally get a divorce. Would you like to apologize for yelling at me? No, never. Okay, never. cool. Next speak pipe. Do you guys, who's, who's, who would apologize first if you guys had a tiff? Oh my the God. I've apologized. Uh, literally the, the score on apologies is 10 billion to two for yeah. me. And the score on who's right and who's wrong is 10 billion to two for me. No, so because it, it there's, li there's literally the, the art of manipulating who's <gasps> right. She has literally mastered it. It's so it's not true. Gaslighting. And yeah, no, and if her, only fav you knew, her favorite line, favorite if only line. You knew how much I swallow. Favorite if <laughs> 10 billion apologies, there should be 20 billion. But I favorite fucking line. swallow half of your dumb shit. Favorite line. Josh, you've definitely spoken about this before. Favorite line is you were right, but the tone you delivered it in made you wrong. I've never so said even that. when I'm right, I'm then wrong. I've literally never said that. Yeah, of course. I've never said that. Cool. Next speak pipe. I'm schwitzing. <laughs> okay. I'm well, the, I'm in the hot seat. Let's hear from Jess. Jess. Claudia, have you always been more attracted to a good guy versus a bad boy? Has Josh or Ben ever been through a bad boy phase? Ooh. And what is your biggest pet peeves? of a good guy, whether it's a significant other or a friend. Okay. I want to, I want to answer her first question her second question first. Did either of you go through a bad boy era? I guess Josh, like when you were like, you know, on drugs, driving drunk, almost killing people like that probably was your bad boy era. Right. I read your book. Check out my book. Happy people are annoying for the full stories and context. So this doesn't get clipped and I get fucking attacked by the mothers against drunk driving. It was one time. And yes, I drove over the front lawn of the Beverly Hills Hotel. Shit happens. I'm a child star. Damn it. Anyway. Josh, that was the craziest story in your book. It really stuck with me. I was shook. That it wasn't even what I thought you were going to talk about. Like Josh's bad boy phase was like when you had like the fallout boy haircut. Like the, no, like, Josh's bad boy <laughs> face was when was when he didn't say hello to Brittany Broski on that flight. <laughs> yeah, I'll never forgive myself for that one. I'm so sorry. No, I, you obviously did have like a, a bad boy era, right? Yeah, I think most people think that I was just like born in a in a vat of Nickelodeon slime and that I right. walked right onto the set of Drake and Josh and have no past or right. future. But I... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we're, I, look, I grew up in New York till I was 14 with like some really kind of wonderful gutter rat type kids. And we just mm -hmm. did like dumbass city kid shit. I would always go back to New York during the summers and we would get in trouble. And then when I turned
turned 18, I had lost all this weight and I found like a little bit of the devil's dandruff and some, right. some alcoholic beverages. And, and I was off to the races for like three or four years, like doing some shit that would, that was just not, not cute, but very like typical. Well, Ben's, I feel like your bad boy era, two, <laughs> two things. I know what. I had no bad yeah, boy ben, era. Tell Josh about Rue 57. <laughs> As you say, first, my attempt at bad boy era was 14, about to start high school. I watched like a ton of Disney, Nick, my favorite movie. Do you remember the movie Brink? Yeah, of course. I was, I was obsessed with like trick blading and skateboarding. And I, thought that, and I thought that everybody just wore skateboarding clothes to high school. <laughs> Meanwhile, I went to Jewish day school and of course nobody was wearing this. I bought these skateboarding sneakers. There's like some sad picture of me in like a very oversized brown polo LOL. with brown skateboarding sneakers. and like, that DCs? was me trying to be a bad boy. DCs, of course, yeah. DCs. Sick. Loved it. Loved it. No, but your true bad boy era was the Rue 57 night. <laughs> Tell Josh about the time you deceived your own mother to go stare at titties. This is how, no, I did, there weren't even titties. This is how sad and sheltered and non-bad boy era. Uncool. And uncool I was. Probably 16 my mom drove me and my friends everywhere, big suburban. That was her thing, you know, hopping, hopping Ava Soffer's car, let her drive you places. So friend of mine's dad happened to own Hooters. And so he decided to have his 16th birthday at Hooters. But mm. I was way too embarrassed to tell my mom that we were going to Hooters and that she was driving me and my friends to Hooters. So I said the birthday party was at Route 57, which was on the corner of 57th and 6th. Hooters was down the block. She dropped us at Route 57 and we walked over to Hooters. Not to see tits. It's not a strip club. It's like, it's a wing place. It's yeah. not even, there's like nothing even wrong with it. And I recently told her that story. And of course she didn't care, but. Have you ever told Josh's story about the time you got jumped by a, a girl? Oh, I have. yes. Okay. A lot. That's probably <laughs> I have. the best story ever. Like, I have. This big girl yes, I was. I bed. was jumped by a Hollywood 6'2 woman. Yeah. Hollywood 6'2. Yeah. And his buddy got his nose broken because his buddy didn't know the Ben Soffer way, which is give him what they want and don't talk. Yep. Amen. Amen. <laughs> what you, you, what Claudia, do you know Ben's uh, crisis aversion technique while walking the mean streets of New York City? Oh, fake phone call? <laughs> fake yeah, phone call while looking up. If he yeah, feels yeah, yeah. the threat of violence, if you see Ben Sauber <laughs> and he looks like this, he thinks he's about to get jumped. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what he does. <laughs> Do you, guys, do you guys remember in, it was probably like early 2000s, convenience stores used to have something called the safe haven. No. You, we they talked these, about this. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do I have a mental problem? I have problems. It's, I can't remember, remember anything. In memory, I just, memory loss I just, due to us. <laughs> I, just, I just tell the same stories over and over again. Oh my God, Ben's having a stroke. <laughs> What'd you say? You're having a stroke. I am? Sorry, I was laughing. You okay? Oh my God, you're literally psychotic. You okay? You're, you're deeply Are you unwell. cool? Deeply unwell. Are you cool? Well, ah. quickly, safe haven, little sticker, put it on the inside of a deli that lets you know that the people in there are cool with you hiding out in their That's store not to true. evade ben, the bullies. Ben, we debunked this when we talked about it on the episode. Oh, it's not real? It's to, No, a safe haven is a safe place to leave a child if you don't want to take oh, care yeah. of that child, like, like a, a fire, fire department. Yeah, I yeah. don't think so. I remember being something else. I, I, I lens it on the side of TikTok about with baby boxes. Right. Are you familiar? Yes. It's like a, it's like, it's a box, like a drawer that pulls out of like the side of a building and you could put a baby in there and someone on the other side will receive the baby. And it's like a safe place to abandon your child. Do you so think it's like it's a, so it's like a, so it's like a glory hole for children. Kind Do you think of, it's yeah. sponsored by Crate and Barrel? That would be a good partnership. It would. Or like Ikea, like the baby drawer from Ikea. Yeah. I'm going to say no. Or West Elm. Just any furniture company. <laughs> yeah, I'm still going to say no. <laughs> okay, fair, fair. I'm still going to say no. So did you ever have a bad boy era where you dated a bad boy? No, I literally met Ben when I was like four and we've been together ever since. So yeah, I I didn't really have a bad gal era. I've just always kind of been this really annoying chubby girl. So that's kind of always been my era. But you were a club rat. Yes, yes, yes. I was a club rat. Does that make me, is that like a bad gal era? Yeah. I mean, I met Claudia and she was like slurping vodka off the floor. 
Is that a bad gal era? I just feel like that's like normal teenage stuff. Yeah, typical. That's like any NYU freshman. Right, right. With like, you know, a weight issue and... I loved the clubs. We loved the clubs. It's true. I do. I still, honestly, I love clubbing. I think it's the most fun thing ever. Yes. Josh, as a sober person, do you hit the clubs? Well, as a 36-year-old person, I don't hit oh. the clubs. Understood. We, can, we, can we hit the club one day? One day we need to hit the club. I could, I'd hit the club. The problem is, is like, and this sounds douchey, but I'm getting a lot of attention at a club from just drunk ass people who grew up mm. watching me. And oh, so yeah. at this point, but when I was 23, yeah, I was crushing. My proudest. Were, wait, Josh, were you ever in like the Ledoux, the Hills yeah. era? Ledoux, yes. Bardot, Spider oh Club. God. Yeah, all of it. I threw up. Were you ever featured on an episode of like the Hills? I wasn't, but I hung out with Frankie. Right. The... I forget what we did a celebrity basketball tournament. I hung out with Brody Jenner for another mm-hmm. type thing. Very nice. Yeah, very yeah, friendly. yeah. You just but had a baby. I threw up outside of of Ledoux on oh. Halloween night. Didn't have my car keys and hailed a cab in the middle of Hollywood Boulevard, thinking I was like on Second Avenue because I was I so. I didn't even twisted. know you could hail cabs in L.A. I think I stood in front of the cab, and then right. as he's driving me home, I'm like, "If you don't stop at Burger King, I'll die." Ah. <laughs> I'm just crushing chicken. It was so bad. I, this was like I was literally throwing up in front of the club, and the valets felt bad for me. They were like, "Get this kid a Gatorade because he's clearly Yikes. in a bad place and doesn't know his dad." I've thrown up outside of a club and I know my dad, which is even sadder. (laughs) And I don't think there's anything more humiliating. Like, were you already in the club and you came outside to throw up or you had just been arriving? We were just arriving. That's how sad it was. By the way, same. That's okay. Like when we, when I was in the Hamptons, do you remember SL East in the Hamptons? We like drank. We were with my friend who had two older brothers. So like all her older brothers had liquor. So we were like drinking. I was just drinking what I could find. At that point, I was very limited in my drinking experience. I'd only ever drank in vodka. And they were like all these brown liquors. I was just drinking like to be cool. We get in one of those classic Hamptons taxis like with 15 people. The curvy, windy roads. I'm sitting on someone's lap. I my, I didn't have one foot out of the cab before I'm projectile vomiting. Not only in front of the club, but in front of like all my friends, my friend's older brothers and her friends. Like it was humiliating. I still went inside though and I had a great time. Honestly, throwing up sometimes is just the thing you need to keep going. I agree. And I, I, I will say my proudest clubbing moment happened in my <clears throat> late 20s. I think it was maybe early 30s. But I was, I was dating my wife and I don't think we were even engaged yet. And by this point, I had met like the promoter of all promoters in L.A. Shout out, Buster. We love you. And he was promoting Bootsy Bellows at the time, which was like at its peak, just like. Mm -hmm. So this was probably eight years ago. And my wife, her best friends having a birthday and it's her and like four girlfriends and like nine dudes. And so (laughs) they all want to go to the club, of course. My wife's like, call Buster. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, this is going to be bad, yo. Like, this is going to be fucking embarrassing. Like, I'm going to be outside of Bootsy Bellows and getting, like, turned away. Because they're going to be like, what are you doing? So I text good old Buster. And he comes outside. And I'm there with a mob of people, like a small minion. Okay. Oh, my God. This story's (laughs) giving me anxiety. Please tell me you got in. And Buster goes, come on in. And we begin to file through and all of my wife's girlfriends are looking at me like this Jewish superhero Ah! who just got us into the hottest club on the strip. That's so sick. It was so sick. Sick. I will say the coolest thing that ever happened to me at a a club is probably when Cuba Gooding Jr. stuck his finger up my ass. Yes. That was pretty nuts. Are you happy to see his downfall? Overjoyed. You don't understand. (laughs) Like as a teenager, this moment, like it was funny but I was so, I didn't, I didn't recognize the feelings at the time. Sure. But now in hindsight, I realized I felt so violated and like embarrassed. But at the time, I just think like I was very like obsessed with the celebrity of it all. And all, you know, my friends from high school were there and they were like, oh my God, Cuba Gooding Jr. Like I wasn't able to like think about it clearly, but now I'm like, you're literally disgusting. I was so young. I was 16 and I'm living for every moment that Cuba Gooding Jr. is downfalling. Should we get to our what are you nuts moment of the week? I think we should. Would you like to go first? I know sure. you have one prepared. I do have one prepared because I did something crazy, as you know, on this Ozempic journey. I'm kind of in like my fit girl era. So I've been a member at my gym now for a few weeks. Mm. And I went yesterday to work out. And as I was walking in, there was a class beginning. All the classes are free if you're a member. And I'm like, you know what? 
let me do a class today. So I decided to join this true bar, B-A-R-R-E. Now I saw a bunch of people, you know, like stretching and shit. And there was like a ballet bar. I'm like, how hard can this be? It was the fucking worst 45 minutes of my life. I've never experienced this feeling where my limbs were trembling. Like I was trying to get my, my body to stop moving. Oh, my yeah. legs were shaking. I'm like, stop shaking. You're embarrassing me. The teacher literally saw me. She has that microphone on. She's like, if your legs are trembling, it's working. I'm like, oh my, <laughs> she's literally talking to me. It was horrifying. There was a toaster in the class. I just, I could tell, I could felt, feel the toasty energy. I'm like, I just hope this girl like does not talk to me. I am humiliated. I was so, bar is actually not very cardio inducing. So you're really not supposed to sweat that much. Oh my God, I look like I got caught in the rain. I was, and she's like this gorgeous ballerina. She was wearing a hoodie. I'm like a hoodie, I could die. I was so hot. What are you nuts? Anyone who ever chooses to do bar, literally you will never catch me at a bar class ever again. What are you nuts? What are you nuts? Gorgeous. Josh? My Woody Nuts moment is just an observation about names. And the name mm. is Aaron. I'm talking A A R O N. I love this. How do we allow this? What do you nuts? What name, what other name do we allow a double first letter before the name even starts? And it's so clear that this name was created so that their kid would be first for everything. Am I wrong? So no, you're not wrong. You know what? It's really Aaron. Yeah, it's uh, Aaron. What are you, not yes. Aaron? <laughs> uh, Aaron. Josh, I love that. Thank Aaron. you. That's how I feel. What are you nuts? Ben? I've recently gone on a cold plunge journey. I've documented it a bit, you know? No big deal. Six minutes. Six minutes. It's true. And, you know, I, I documented this journey, showed all of the people. And I expect it just to be applauded like, Ben, congrats on this journey mm -hmm. that you're, you're going down. It's good for your mental health. Josh and I discussed it's not good for my physical health, even though I thought that it was. It has nothing to do with it. No, it's it is. It's good for my mental health it's and clarity. Good. Mm -hmm. good. It's all good. It's all good. Flooded with DMs about how I'm not a polar bear. And there are studies that show that submerging your body for more than five minutes oh. at a certain level of cold could lead to a heart attack. What are you nuts? The second that I get into something, all of a sudden, everybody tells me how bad it is for me. But when everybody else does it, when it's the pub, like the public so cool true. thing to do so is true. cold plunge. What are you nuts? That's so you. So like, me. You find like one wellness thing you're into and you took it too far. I took it too far. That's so funny. I took it too far. What are you, you nuts? What are you nuts? You overdid. Well, this was just an unbelievable episode. Claudia, thank you so much for joining us. So many giggles. Thank you so much for yelling at me, putting me in my place, a pleasure. spitting on me, beating me. Anytime you need me to come, we'll be into shape. Removing every, any shred of dignity I have left. That's what I'm here for. I think next step with the lovely Claudia Oshry, we bring in the lovely Paige O'Brien and we do yes. a couple's at Maybe we do like a match game. Well, we Paige deserves her own episode first. Sure, fair, fair, fair. Because, you know, between the three of us, she'll never get a word in. But she's a civilian. She's a normie. So I don't know how, how much she's dying to be in she's the spot. She's not really a normie. She's like married to a celebrity. That's inherently interesting. No, no, I agree. I just don't think she's seeking the spotlight, which I find so odd. Not relatable in the slightest. Totally. Same here. We got to get gal. we got to get her in here. Maybe we also do like a battle royale, couples battle, like you know how they do boxing. We could box. We could have a, a sing off. We, yeah, got, or, we, we could find a pool and play chicken. <laughs> Chicken, we, can I was say chicken. we can find a pool and see who could stay in the longest. Yes. I love that you said sing off. You're so funny. Uh, a dance off. I could do a dance off. Speaking of singing, you may hear it soon. Josh wrote a jingle for good guys. It was unbelievable. Josh, I had no idea you had the voice of an angel. Josh, I was so impressed. I thought you guys hired someone. I'm like, wait, is that Josh? You have a beautiful voice. That's so kind coming from someone else with a beautiful voice. And Very true. we will produce it. Ben will sing part of it. And yeah. we hope you oh, will love it. Oh, yes, I will. You guys got to get in the studio. Josh literally composed on the piano, a cute little jingle. And it's not even short. It's like 30 seconds. It's like a whole ass verse. It's so good. It was very impressive. It's unbelievable. In honor. This is clearly a five-star episode. Give this five stars. Send it to a friend. You know, yeah. the friend doesn't need to be the obvious friend, right? Yeah. It doesn't need to be your coworker or colleague. Send it to your mom. Yeah. Send it to your dad. We, good guys is for all ages. Send it young to Young to old, old to young, big to small. Send it to anybody. Five stars. Watch us on YouTube. Recommend to a friend. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, wherever else you can find it. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks, Claudia. Bye. 
please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.